0: Ben Farsi, Jessica Spicer, Adam Raylan, Jordan Weymouth, Mike Crawley, Average Golfers Tonight, it's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast Round 25, bringing you another avalanche of the Average Golfer Guy Illumination, an injection stimulates you for the game we all love and sometimes hate. So stick around. Welcome to Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, Round 25, The Golfer Journey. My latest installment to bring you closer to the golfers and making a difference in the game here in coastal Virginia and beyond. I'm here at Cypress Point Golf Club today, and I would like to introduce my very special guest, Virginia Wesleyan University golf coach, Tom Hall. Tom, how are you today? I'm great, Nick. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to an interesting conversation and finding a little bit more about you uh, and what's going on at Virginia Wesleyan College or university, sorry. It yeah. was a was college when I went there. Um, so let's uh, start with what you were doing last week. We talked on the phone briefly uh, just to kind of touch base for the podcast and you were down at Pinehurst. Tell us a little bit what was going on down there.
1: Yeah, the North Carolina Girls High School State Championships were down there in Pinehurst and uh, there was a young lady that I'd been talking to for a couple of months now and um, decided that we were going to go down to Pinehurst and get the opportunity to watch her play golf.
0: Okay, great, great. So she's a, a recruit that you're maybe trying to bring on to the uh, Virginia Wesleyan golf team. Yes, sir. Okay, good. How how was it down there? Oh, it's great. D- did you get a chance to play Pinehurst? I did not play Pinehurst. <laughs> Actually, she was uh
1: she was not playing one of the Pinehurst courses, one of the sister courses kind of nearby she was oh. playing, yeah.
0: Okay, good. Good. Well, good luck to you uh in the recruiting and we'll definitely get back to that a little later on one of my uh one of my many questions I have for you today. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and go back uh, and start at the beginning of the timeline of your, uh, of your golfer journey. And when were you first introduced to the game of golf?
1: Uh, growing up as a kid, there was uh, not a whole lot of golf in my area. Um, so the, the first introduction that I had was by my physical education teacher in PE class. Uh, our holes were t- old tires that he had out in the middle of uh, an old football field. Um, He gave each of us uh, an old rusty club that he had gotten handed down from uh, the country club nearby. Um, Gave each of us a few balls, gave us a few demonstrations about how to go smack the ball around a little bit and do it right. And uh, that
0: started it. Oh, wow. So, and, and where were you originally from? You're not from here originally, correct? No, 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 no.
1: Uh, that was upstate New York. Okay. Yeah, up near the Ithaca-Elmira area. All right. Well, yeah, there's not
0: a lot of winter golf up there. I don't uh, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you play other sports uh, other than golf? Obviously, you you know were just kind of handed a rusty club. Were you playing any other sports at the time?
1: Yeah. I uh, grew up in a very small high school in rural upstate New York, so um athletes were shared so played some football did some wrestling uh, played baseball um had to do all of those things in order to keep busy
0: okay yeah
1: actually to go back a little further even uh, i originally grew up just outside of boston okay yeah and so played ice hockey till the time we were about 12 and then my mom got moved her job got moved she used to work for digital equipment corporation uh-huh. and they were fighting ibm back in the back in the early the day, 80s yeah. um and as a result we ended up going up to new york and there wasn't a whole lot of hockey around so we had to find something else to do
0: okay all right cool yeah. and then you eventually settled down here in uh, in the coastal virginia area
1: yep about 99 my wife and i moved down here
0: okay great great so um Tell us, you had an interesting story about your first set of clubs. Could you could you share that with us?
1: Yeah. Um, I remember saying to my mom after we had done, uh, you know, PE class, and, and I really enjoyed the opportunity to go out there and, and play golf. It kind of added that competitive edge, but it was also really frustrating. It was one of those things that I wanted to try to perfect, if at all possible. So I asked my mom, who was a regular at auctions, To do me a favor and if she'd keep her eye out for golf clubs that would be great and uh one night she she came home with a bag of golf clubs and um they were inside of a an old that you could tell that probably the rats or the mice or whatever had chewed away a couple of holes into it but they were the greatest things i'd ever seen jackpot for the first set of clubs right absolutely
0: awesome awesome so you told me um earlier that you never really played competitively in high school or college so go ahead and tell us about your high school kind of college experience what insofar as golfing were you just kind of hitting it with your friends or
1: yeah um you know like I said earlier we did a lot of football baseball kinds of stuff and I can remember my my high school baseball coach yelling and screaming at us during baseball season because we would go out and play golf at the same time (laughs) and tell us all the time that we were ruining our baseball swing so um yeah I mean me and the buddies would just go out and you know there wasn't a whole lot as far as golf courses for us to play um, as young guys with not a whole lot of money in our pockets. Right. But we had a whole lot of farmland. So we used to just go out into the to the farmland and, and like our PE teacher did. Um, Make your own course. We made our own course, made our own kinds of holes, used sleds, used all kinds of different things for holes that we had to hit. We had a, we had a blast. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like to do that with Frisbee golf sometimes. Yeah. There's not something, you know, if you're in a park and you're not. It's there's not set up for frisbee golf, but you can certainly use a couple of trees or whatever. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. That's crazy. So uh, that was kind of like your for, your for for away, soiree into the world of golf yeah. and kind of playing. Yep. Uh, which is really interesting. Uh, so you went to college at
1: Mansfield University Mansfield. in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you told me that they they you didn't play golf there because they didn't. No, have a they golf didn't have a
1: golf team. team. They still don't have a golf team yeah. to this day.
0: Wow interesting so did you play any sports in college or were you just more focused on your education
1: actually i went to college hoping to walk on and play baseball there uh-huh. um, not many people were looking for a 5 120 pound catcher back then um, so didn't make it onto the baseball team and uh, actually played badminton when i was in high school it sounds crazy but um, they had a badminton club and i really liked the guy who's in charge of it right so uh we played competitive badminton for 4 years when I was at Mansfield. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Competitive badminton. I
1: know it sounds crazy, but yeah, competitive badminton. Did you guys win trophies or did you yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my female partner and I, um, a girl by the name of Kathy Mana, who is from Long Island, uh-huh. um, she and I won the northeastern United States championship, and my college flew me out to California to play in the national championship. <laughs> That's awesome. It's crazy.
0: I've never heard of this before. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. That should be a, like a late night ESPN show. Oh yeah. Well, national badminton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody laughs at me when I tell them I played college badminton.
0: Huh. Interesting. Well. Uh, so how did that? Uh, did badminton kind of you decide? Hey, there's no future in badminton after college. <laughs> I think I'm going to start following the golf circuit. What? How did? How did your? What was your uh, beginning? You said you didn't really get get it get serious about golf for until uh, yeah. you're about 21, 22.
1: Yeah, it was after college. Um, I met a great girl, and um, she just happened to be working at a golf course. And so, I asked her out on a date, and she said that she could get me out on the golf course for free. Uh, bonus. Bonus. I ended up marrying her. She's great. Um, but, yeah, she got me out on the golf course, and that gave a, that gave, really gave me the opportunity, uh, you know, being a kid from out in the middle of the country, uh, really gave me the opportunity to get out on the golf course because she worked there, uh, that I could go out, and I could hit balls, and I could go out and play, and it didn't cost me anything, so... Uh, it it was just about going out and grinding at that point
0: yeah okay cool so um let's kind of go into a deep dive in so far is your uh coaching career when did was there a a a magic moment that kind of lit up in your head that said hey i'm going to go into coaching or uh was it kind of a natural progression
1: well i think coaching has always been something that i've done i've been coaching since i was about 18 years old not necessarily golf but coaching something Mm -hmm. um Coached baseball. I've coached girls' field hockey, wrestling, football, badminton. Badminton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've done all those. Um, but I started actually my first my first gig of coaching um, golf was at Oscar Smith High School.
0: Okay, over in
1: uh, over Port in Chesapeake. Chesapeake. Yeah, I was there, and I want to say it was o one o two in that ballpark. Okay. Um, yeah. I was working at Greenbrier Country Club at the time, um, and just lo- I just fell in love with it. Fell in love with not just the game. At that point, I was I was playing the game myself um, and enjoyed playing the game. But I was finally starting to get to the point where I enjoyed teaching other people how to play the game.
0: So you were at, uh, you said Oscar Smith?
1: I was at Oscar Smith in about 01, 02. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: And you're, this is your first year at Virginia Wesleyan University, correct? correct? So what were you doing the previous time before you, you moved over to the college ranks?
1: I was coaching at Great Bridge High School. Okay, out in Chesapeake. Oh, in Chesapeake, yeah. Okay. I had been there since 2018. Um, actually, the guy that's the guys that coach out there right now, a uh, great guy by the name of Scott Decker, who does a fantastic job, Um called me in 2018 and said hey i just got the job at great bridge high school and uh will you come help me and i said sure i'll come help you and he had a really talented player at the time uh, kendall turner was there okay kendall's now at jmu and um was the women's amateur champion the vsga women's amateur champion this year oh wonderful um so yeah she was out there at great bridge and um he asked me if i would join along with him and go on for the ride and we were there for five years.
0: And how did that experience uh, fuel your growth as a coach uh, at the high school level?
1: Yeah, I think having good players like that. Um, Kendall was there, and then later we had a couple other really good players that came in. I think just having a good player around kind of teaches you as a coach what you need to do in order to make the better player get better. Right. Um, you know, I, I think as a coach, you want to help all of your players to improve and get better. Uh, and having good players that are already good before they get there, right. Uh, fuel you as a coach to try to improve your skills and your knowledge of the game to try to make sure that they continue to improving it better as well.
0: Yeah, excellent. Excellent. So um, how did how did your five years at Great Bridge, that's more you know, a significant amount of time of your life coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that prepare you to move up to the college ranks at Virginia Wesleyan?
1: Yeah, I think in those five years we spent a lot of time really trying to figure out the best way to, to maneuver people, mm-hmm. to make sure that we put kids in good positions, um, A, to get better, and or, you know arranging practices correctly, um, making sure that we were working on skills necessary to, again, make the, the good players continue to get better, but at the same time helping those kids that might have been newer to the game, like I would have been right. uh, at their age, um, new to the game, learn the most important parts of getting better at the game.
0: Let's take a break from, from that, from what you, from, from the Q&A for a moment. Let's talk about that for a moment um, and uh, kind of expand on what you just said and so far as kind of focusing on uh, – improving their game mm-hmm. uh what are the steps that you take to do that because obviously every individual player comes in with a different skill set um and some with none at all right so how do how do you balance that when you have five six seven players on, on your team
1: yeah i think having you know multiple people like we had at great bridge is certainly helpful uh-huh. um of course the more hands and on deck the more you can do that um but right now at Virginia Wesley and if we can focus it there we have a program um, and i think i'm the only guy in the country that's using it at the D3 level it's not available to the public right now uh is a program called Cafdex go and Cafdex go essentially is a program where the kids are when the round is over, they're tracking their fairways and they're tracking their greens and they're tracking their putts and they're tracking all those things that everybody tracks. But in the program, um, it gets more specific than that Uh and it will identify specific interval levels. So for example, I can tell you from 35 to 55 yards that player a, um, the proximity is seven feet after he makes those shots from that distance. Uh um, as he continues to play and adds more data, obviously that number either goes up or that number goes down. So we use that data in order to decide what that particular player needs to work on for that particular day in order to make them better. Um, we go through and we look at you know, their putting, their chipping. We look at their, their long game, their iron game. Uh, we look at all the parts of their game based on the data that we have, uh-huh. and we go focus on that specific um, skill that they need in order to get better
0: how did you come across this is it an app or or is it a it's an app Okay. Um, and
1: there's a there's a i was standing at the first tee uh-huh. at the state tournament this year and okay. there was a gentleman that was talking on his phone and i thought he was talking to me but he wasn't um, so I had to apologize for interrupting
0: him. That's uh, not hard to imagine these days. No, no.
1: And then he came over to me um, and we started talking and I kind of shared with him the paper copy of, you know, tracking fairways and greens and putts and all of those kinds of things and then trying to put together a practice plan that improved the players. Um, and he shared with me that he was the creator of this new um, this new app huh. um, It's not like I say it's not available to the public yet but he's been he and his team have been so kind to allow us to use it. Kind of track it, figure out how to best take the data and and make it better for and our team.
0: Tweak it for for when it does go. Yeah, for when
1: it does go public.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. See, yeah. I I'm coming out of this with uh, what what is the app that you're using called?
1: Uh, it's called Calfdexco.
0: Calf Dex Dexco.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, created by a guy by the name of Sean Walker.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure Sean Walker, I'm sure you're really appreciative of Sean Walker. uh, I'm glad I was in that place at that time. Yeah, mistaking a phone call. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Small. uh, I've made worse mistakes. Right. Oh, yeah. We all have. Yeah, for sure. Oh. um, Interesting. Well, good luck to you with that. Thank you. Thank uh, you. At the Virginia Wesleyan University Golf Program. Uh, last week we, bro- uh, we spoke briefly, and you stated the recruiting is a big part of the challenge of the job. How are you preparing for the re- recruiting process now that, you know, you've taken on your first year? Is there anything that you're kind of trying to pinpoint, or um, is it kind of a wide-open process at this point?
1: I think at this particular point, two months in, I think everything is a learning process right now. Um, you know, making mistakes. um uh-huh having some successes at the same time sure um i think for for me the biggest um difficulty with recruiting is i'm still teaching um so i I teach middle school math oh okay um so as a middle school teacher obviously uh, you know i don't have the whole day to be able to just go out and recruit and only do that um so i teach during the day and at night time you're off I on recruit. the course. Yeah, recruiting I recruit. and talking to talking to students. Yeah, so I think the biggest difficulty for me is just finding the amount of time that I need to make sure that I do the job well.
0: Sure. Sure, absolutely. Well good luck to you. Uh time management is crucial, uh, especially with you and your schedule for yeah. sure. Time
1: management and real good
0: coffee. <laughs> 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 on a regular basis. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm a heavy coffee drinker myself, mm-hmm. so I can totally agree. Uh does your approach to recruiting different differ from uh the men and women's do you you work with both of them correct i do yeah okay and what would your recruiting processes be differently in regards to men and and women players
1: yeah i think um you know just in the two months that we've been around um out recruiting talking to both men and women um they're after different things um i think for the men they primarily focus on the golf right um the, golf, the program um the things that we're doing certainly the women are interested um but of course we you know we want to bring in competitive women that are that are hard-working players and good players and but of course you know whether it's men's program or women's program we want to make sure that they're enjoying their college experience
0: yeah for sure that's uh that's probably key to recruiting saying hey you're going to have a good time when you come and play with us absolutely as opposed to being way too heady yeah and and Focusing more on the game and not having fun doing it. Absolutely. Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Another quick question so far as coaching is concerned. How do you uh, approach your players in regards to coaching the game? Um, For instance, if you have a senior who's doing really well, Mm -hmm. so you're going to work with him with your new app, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. And you have a freshman that came to you and said, hey, I've never swung a golf club before, but I really want to be on the golf team. Yeah, how would your approach differ in that regards?
1: Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> if it's not too difficult of a question, I mean, well,
1: I, you know, I, I think one of the things that we're trying to do here at Virginia Wesleyan is we're trying to make sure that our program is competitive with some of the other programs um, that we compete against within our conference. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Hampton, Sydney was the national runner-up last year um, and we've got four teams right now that are ranked in the top 50 of the country um, so for us when we go out and recruit we're looking for for guys and girls that can that can compete at that level right. so as far as the freshman that comes in that's never swung the club before um, hopefully hopefully that as we move along in our journey here, hopefully not we're not recruiting
0: freshmen who've never swung a club before right right yeah for sure I tell you it's uh I talked to Booker T Washington uh high school coach Gerard Campbell and he's that's where he's starting with his whole team this year was yeah was nobody swung a club so I just was kind of interested in how you would handle something like that at the college level
1: yeah I, I think at the college level um it's it's probably rare to find somebody that's recruiting someone that's never played before, but certainly at the high school level, uh-huh. um, you saw that quite a bit. I yeah. mean, even, you know, even when we were at great bridge and Oscar Smith, we had kids that came in that had never played golf before at all. Um, so you kind of try to go back to other sports, maybe that they've played, uh, other movements that they've made. If they played baseball, it's certainly a reasonable connection to make to the golf swing, uh-huh. just feeling the way that the body moves. Um, But I think certainly it's it's start there. Start with anything else that they've already done athletically that you can build upon.
0: Okay, so let's take a quick uh, kind of U-turn on the golfer journey that you've had. Um, You were at Oscar Smith in Chesapeake for a little while. And then what happened after that?
1: Uh, After I left Great Bridge, um, or excuse me, after I left Oscar Smith... um, at that point, I really just kind of focused on learning more about the game, um, improving my own game, learning how to play the game. Um, so I had the opportunity to work with and for um, some really great people at Greenbrier Country Club. Um, one in, Ch- the, in Chesapeake again. Yep, in yep. Chesapeake again. Um, and so during that 10 to 15 years uh, after I had left um, – oscar smith it was it was really just learning learning the game in a greater depth right um had a tremendous appreciation for the game um was around some great people um and some really good players at the time and um kind of wanted to pick their brain about the game and the swing and um how it all worked together Uh um it was kind of intriguing um so did that until I got the phone call in 2018 from Scott that he wanted a little bit of help at Great Bridge and I went and joined him.
0: That is incredible. So and you just told me something you're an average golfer.'m I'm, I'm, I'm pretty average. yeah My golf podcast is for the average golfer, so yeah. I, re- I really love that phrase. Yeah. I'm an average golfer.
1: Yeah. I hate to say as a college coach that I'm an average golfer, but but I am. <laughs>
0: You talk a good game because I just I had a I watched you have a conversation I listened to you have a conversation with one of your players before you we sat down today. We did, yeah. Um, and so, uh, be that as it may, being you being an average golfer, you still still got the legs to throw the throw into the game. Uh, yeah, when, I'd like you
1: know? to say so. I mean, I'm, I play to a two handicap, so I'd like to say that I can go play with with not anybody, but I can hold my own. I'll hold your own for yeah, sure, for yeah. sure.
0: So let's uh, talk about real quickly, we talked about kind of women's and men's golf at Virginia Wesleyan. And just kind of an overall macro view uh, from your experience in the coaching realm. What group of folks do you see um, kind of coming more into the game, uh, men or women?
1: I think competitively speaking, I think women are are coming pretty heavy into the game, very very competitively. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there are more women nowadays that are more talented than there may have been 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that is the LPGA uh, programs that they've put out there right. for young women, uh, the Peggy Kirk Bell Tour, right? Um, you know, and countless yeah, they, others.
0: Yeah. Um uh, Christillo just had had a tournament for that ever in, yep. in Killen Creek a couple of weeks ago I believe yep. yeah yeah
1: and there was one at Williamsburg National right. this past weekend okay so yeah I mean with the with the influx of opportunity um, I, there are a lot more women that are out there that are fantastic players
0: yeah yeah for sure and that's a good point the LPGA really has done a push to get more women involved uh, with the game for absolutely. sure absolutely all right cool. Okay, Tom. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, but we're not quite done yet. Okay. We have a little part of the program I call the short game. Would you like to go ahead and uh, head on over to the short game finish things up? I'll do the
1: best I can. All right. Fantastic.
0: (laughs) Give us just a moment. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with the short game on Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, the podcast designed for average golfers like me. Round 25 with our special guest, Tom Hall. All right. Welcome to this week's Round Twenty Five: The Short Game, with my special guest on the Golfer Journey, Virginia Wesleyan University Coach Tom Hall. Tom, I got a couple of quick questions for you here, insofar as our uh, our short game this week. The first question I have for you is: If you were to build your own foursome with three other people, golfer or non-golfer, dead or alive, who would you select?
1: a lot of people to choose from um the first one i'm going to pick is uh, my old pe high school coach that introduced me to the game uh, unfortunately we lost coach Packla a couple years ago but i okay. would certainly make him one of them uh probably also choose my high school baseball coach who uh isn't around anymore okay um and probably my dad okay my dad is not a golfer so I've never had the opportunity to play golf with my dad. Uh, and that would be a fun fun thing to do.
0: Awesome. So pulling out some some uh, influential people in your golfer's life and your father as well. Absolutely. And uh, what course would you play? Oh, got to play Augusta. Augusta it is, huh? Everybody's favorite. Absolutely. Everybody's favorite.
1: I don't know why because I've never played there, but I'm sure it would be great.
0: I'm sure it would be absolutely amazing if you could actually learn how to putt on, at Augusta. That yeah. would probably be the key, I think, from... Every perspective I've ever seen of the, of the course. Okay, so now we'll move on to the golf language lesson. I have selected three terms from my golfer glossary. The rules are simple. I will read you the word, and you will have to tell the definition of the word. Each word chosen can be official term or a slang golf term. Are you ready? As ready as I'm going to get. All right. The first term in the golf language lesson today is iffy lie. Iffy lie. What would be the definition?
1: I think that's probably a, a ball that might be in the rough somewhere, and you're not quite sure that you're going to be able to get your face on it.
0: Boom, you nailed it. He goes. Tom Hall goes one for one at the golf language lesson here on round 25. If he lie, the term if he lie is referring to a ball that isn't a poor lie and is questionable as to whether the ball can be struck well for a good golf shot. All right, excellent. Right. And the second word of the golf language lesson today is hung it out. I hung it out.
1: Yeah, that's probably a ball that you stayed behind a little bit, and if you're a right handed hitter right handed golfer, you probably pushed that a little bit to the right. You hung it out there.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give it to you on this one. When a golfer attempts to hit a draw but instead hits a straight shot, he is said to have hung it out. Okay. But it could have gone either way. Okay. If it was right or left. Okay. okay, good. You're two for two. Hey, I See like I it. Can stump you. Nobody's gone three for three All right, on the golf pressure, language pressure. lesson. Pressure's on. Okay, here we are. And the third term of the golf language lesson is buzzard. What is a buzzard?
1: I think I know that one because I play with a lot of guys that got a lot of buzzards. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think a buzzard is a double bogey.
0: Oh, he does it. First one to ever hit three out of three in the golf language lesson here on Nick's Golf Guy podcast, buzzard—the term buzzard—is a synonym for a double bogey or two strokes over par on any any individual golf hole. That's awesome! Very good job. Thank you very much. Wow, good job. Thanks, Nick. All right, now I know. Uh, I know I'm going to need to come up with some tougher tougher terms <laughs> to. to just lucky. Yeah. Just lucky. All right. Well, well done. Well done. Tom, I want to thank you for coming on Nick's Golf Guy Podcast and sharing your golfer journey with us today. Good luck at Virginia Wesleyan this year and beyond. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look, to, look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. If you have any comments about the show or golf terms you would like to share, as well as any courses you might think I want to review, hit me up at Nick at 757 at gmail.com or leave a comment in the comment section. Don't forget to like, follow, and share all my outings here on Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank my guest today, Virginia Wesleyan University golf coach Tom Hall for coming on the show and sharing his golfer journey. That is going to be it for this round 25 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back with round 26 next time of Nick's Golf Guy podcast, the podcast for average golfers like me. Until then, my fellow average golfers, tee times, tee offs, and better scores for a happy average golfer life.